Thank you very much, Pastor Larry, for that wonderful introduction. And thank you very much, Canyon Hills Friends Church, for being so generous to the work that we are doing in the Philippines. We really appreciate very much. And I really appreciate the accommodation you've been providing me the past week and the next that's coming. Thank you very much. I'm having a great time with you. You are such an awesome people. May the Lord bless you. This morning, I am tasked to share the word, and it is such an honor to be standing before you here right now and be used by God to share his word. And the, ma- the message I'll be sharing with you is, uh, is with the title, Abraham Tested and Triumphant. If you have your Bibles with you, please open your Bibles and turn it to Genesis 22, and we will be reading from 1, verse 1 to 19. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. 
The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Beersheba and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. May the Lord bless each one for the reading of his word. Every day provides opportunities for us to affirm our faith in God. But this is especially true during times of trials or testing. Do you agree? That's right. And so how many of you have experienced trials in the past month or week? How many of you are going through some form of trials or testing for quite some time now? That's okay. I've been through a lot myself, and I'm still struggling with some, even today. But what I want you to realize today is that trials presents an opportunity for us to realize where we are at in our walk with Him and affirm our faith in God. Even athletes are willing to put themselves to test or trials to figure out their limits and capabilities. And if God is our coach, you can be sure that he will put you to test or he will allow some form of trials to come our way in order for us to be strengthened in our faith. Do you agree? Amen. And so we sometimes find ourselves tested in unexpected circumstances, not so that God would know how big our faith is, but so that we would know how big our God is and that putting our faith in Him is always the right choice. It is always the right choice to trust God no matter what the circumstances is. When we put our faith in Him, it is then that we find the courage to obey Him regardless of the circumstances. And so in our story, in our passage, in what ways Abraham triumphed over his test? Let's give emphasis to these three. Number one, Abraham demonstrated total obedience. He obeyed God even when God asked him to do the unthinkable. And that is for him to offer his son as a sacrifice. I'm sure we cannot understand that. That is totally not acceptable. And believe me, offering of one's child or our children to the Lord by, through burnt offering is not approved by God. For sure. But let us remember that here, Abraham was situated in a different culture. He came from the land of the Chaldeans, from the land of Ur, where such practice is very common. And even among the people in Canaan, it is their common practice as a sign of their devotion to their God. 
But here, God is simply speaking to Abraham in a manner that he will understand. And that is that God is asking from him that which is most precious in his heart. You understand? God is demanding from Abraham his most treasured possession. In this case, it's his son. And I'm sure Abraham understand that. He was asked to surrender his most valued possession, the very thing that's most precious to him, and he didn't complain. He didn't argue with God. It would have been more understandable if the following verses would tell us that Abraham was perplexed over God's commands. I'm sure we will understand if Abraham asked for some clarifications or perhaps wrestled with God a bit and tried to negotiate. Lord, I think you can have several of my servants, but my son, uh, not now. No, Lord. I think that's understandable somehow. But here's what Abraham did. It, tell, it tells us that Abraham obeyed without delay at all. In verse 3, it's, it's telling us that Abraham, during the next morning, very early that day, he woke up together with his son and two servants, prepared the woods for the burnt offerings, and head out towards the place that the Lord told them. Immediately, Abraham obeyed. And that's just fascinating that Abraham would do such a thing. I was saying if this thing would happen to me, perhaps I'd say, Lord, even if I say yes, I'd say, Lord, yes, but perhaps next month, right? Or perhaps next year. Just let me have some time with my son. But in this case, Abraham obeyed without delay. Well, I hope the same can be said of each and every one of us. That when God asks us, to do something, we will respond in confidence and simply do it. Amen? Well, I hope and pray that we will have the same courage to simply just obey what God is asking us to do. We may not understand everything, but it is enough that we understand that God wants what's best for us. Amen? And so in that knowledge, we can obey. Abraham didn't waver in his resolve to follow God's instruction. Verse 4 to 6. Now, how many days did it take Abraham and Isaac to reach Moriah? It says on the third day, 
they reached the place. Three days. Now just imagine three days walking with your son. It's not like father and son were walking and dad is playing with the tablet and the son is playing with his cell phone. <laughs> it's not like that. During those times, they do have meaningful conversations every time they are together. How I wish we still have that even today. Right? It's more important that we spend our time with our loved ones rather than be busy all around doing other things like playing games with gadgets, right? So imagine for three long days, they were walking, traveling together, having conversations. I don't know anymore. Perhaps the topic of their conversations, we can tell. But you can just imagine how difficult that would be for Abraham, knowing that at the end of their journey, he will end up sacrificing his son before the altar of the Lord. I'm thinking, perhaps, if I'm in that situation every day, I'll find time to revisit the Lord's command and simply just argue with Him, negotiate with Him, or perhaps offer a better alternative. Well, that's just like what we, know, what we normally do whenever we are faced with some forms of decisions that, has placed, that are placed before us. Abraham didn't waver. He knew in his heart what he's about to do. Till they get there. Number two, Abraham acted on the basis of his faith in God. So what keeps him going throughout that three days journey towards Mount Moriah? It is his faith in God. In all this, Abraham wasn't acting cluelessly. He wasn't being careless or reckless. He was certain that it was God speaking to him and he required of him to sacrifice his son. He knew God was demanding from him his most precious possession. And so Abraham obeyed with a clear mind. Realize in verse 8, when they reached the place, when they reached the place, they were about to go up the mountain. Abraham told his servants, wait here while I and the boy goes up to worship the Lord. And then we will come back to you. Even then, right there and then, before climbing up Mount Moriah, he was certain that he will have his son with him when he returns to his servants, right? Because he knew the promises of God. He knew what God is capable of doing. He trusted God's grace and goodness for the provision. He was asked by his son, right? Isaac asked his father, Dad, you have the woods, you have the fire and the knife. 
But where's the lamb for the offering? Abraham said, God will provide. God will provide. Such a powerful statement when there's really nothing around that he can find as alternative. And when there's really no alternative acceptable at that very moment. But it is Abraham speaking on the basis of his faith. Here is Abraham acting on the basis of his faith, on the basis of how he knew the God that he serves. Amen. Friends, when faced with difficult situations, when faced with difficult circumstances, they may not make sense at all and we may not understand at all, but it doesn't matter. We don't have to understand everything. We just need to understand that the God that we serve is a great God, that the God that we serve is a good God, and He wants what's best for us. Amen? And we can always trust Him. Interesting that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 to 19, we have there a commentary by the author, and it reads, By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God would even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Now, isn't that wonderful? That in the mind of Abraham, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't just tell his son that, son, I'm going to have to kill you. He just couldn't tell his son. So he said, well, God will provide, right? But at the back of his mind, he was thinking, even if my son will have to die, God is able to raise him back to life. Amen? Now, isn't that wonderful? That we have an all-powerful God. That God is able to raise dead back to life. That means there is no such thing as a hopeless situation before God. That God is always able to redeem us from whatever situation we found ourselves into. Amen? Because there is no limit to what He can do. And He proved it when Jesus Christ died on the cross and came back to life. There is nothing that can stop God from fulfilling His will in your life. Nothing. And so Abraham modeled his faith to his son. You see, moments of trials, moments of testings are wonderful moments of modeling as well. As Christians, we don't only talk about our faith, but it is really important that we model our faith to our loved ones. In the Philippines, we're 
Christianity is more of a tradition than a, f- a belief that is understood, well, that's how it is. Because there's not much understanding anymore. And that is the problem when families simply just think that faith comes automatically to their children. They need to have the right understanding and it should begin from our modeling to them. Amen? And Abraham modeled this beautiful picture of faith in God by simply just obeying. That is why when Abraham bound Isaac's hands, it must be very clear by this time to Isaac that it was him who was actually the sacrifice. Right? Finally, it dawned on him. This is it. It's me. But you see, he didn't even struggle He willingly allowed himself to be bound and completely put his trust in his father and his faith in his God. Amen? He saw his dad calm. He saw his dad confident in the goodness and the grace of God so that Isaac can simply allow himself to be bound, put over the woods on top the altar and simply just give his life to the Lord. And that is a wonderful picture. And I pray that each one of us will be model to our families, to our loved ones as well, on how it is to put our faith in God. Abraham Prove himself faithful before his God. Now let me share with you a little about my family and how I ended up becoming a pastor. I grew up in a poor family. My father passed away when I was only eight years old. You can just imagine how difficult it is to raise two boys by a single mom. My mother was disowned by her parents when she became born-again Christian. And that is why we ended up in Manila. We grew up in Manila. Although my mother's home place, home province, is in Bicol. That's about nine hours drive, Manila to Bicol. Growing up, we had experienced so much hardship. We often go to bed at night hungry. We didn't grow with many toys. I remember having my own basketball only once when I was in elementary. After it got busted, no more. I can only play basketball with my friends who have basketball. The next time that I bought a basketball was for my children, now that I have my own family. I never wore a basketball shoes. I bought my very first Nike basketball shoes when I turned 30. You see, in the Philippines, we're used to playing basketball with barefoot. 
just with slippers. Having grown or having experienced such hardships in life, I said to myself, I need to finish my college, get myself a good job, a good paying job, and provide food for my family. That is my dream. That is my ambition. I never dreamt, I never dreamed of somehow getting in a plane and traveling to other countries. In the Philippines, when you enter into the ministry, you don't talk about salary. You talk about love gifts. No contracts. And yes, in the Philippines, there's so much love. Not much gift. That's how it is in our context. And so I was very, very hesitant to become a pastor. But on my third year in college, taking up computer science, the Lord began to speak to my heart and somehow began to lead me into full-time ministry. And I was so scared. I was very afraid. But what struck me the most is the reaction from my mother. The moment he learned that the church is actually considering us, together with my brother, to become pastors of the church, she was so elated. She was excited about it. And I was wondering, how can that be? We've been through so much hardships growing up. And now here we are. When we have the chance to change everything, we just enter into the full-time ministry, and then what? So that's what's playing in my mind that time. But the Lord is very, very good. He's been very, very gracious. He's given so much more than I've expected. I don't understand these things then. I only have to put my faith in Jesus. Amen? I saw my mother, how, he simply, how she simply just trusted the Lord. Lord, if you want my children to serve you, fine. They're all yours. And for me, that's something. I can hold on to that. And there is no regret in becoming a pastor. And so, friends, I don't know what you're facing right now, what important decisions you're facing right now. You can trust God. Amen? You can trust Him. Abraham was greatly rewarded. You see, when he obeyed God and he put his faith in Him fully, he was rewarded by God. Now, the Lord... Or the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies 
And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Friends, the same blessing is for each and every one of us. Amen. If we will obey, if we will put our faith in him, Abraham was promised multitude of children. Abraham was promised victory over his enemies. Abraham was promised to be a blessing to others. And sincerely, I want to thank you for being such a wonderful blessing to the work in the Philippines. The Lord is doing wonders through our partnership. And we are very, very grateful. So, dear friends, do you experience testing in your life today? Know for sure that God is far bigger than any of our momentary troubles. Amen? Putting our faith in Him, even in difficult circumstances, is always the right choice. It is always the right choice. You can never be wrong when you choose Jesus. Amen? You can never be wrong in Him. Putting our faith in Him even in difficult circumstances. And so how is God speaking to you right now? Are you being asked by God to commit in a particular area of service in the ministry here in the church? Is God asking you to follow through with previous commitments you made for Him? Only you can answer in the privacy of your hearts. Or perhaps he is asking you to give up a particular sin, unhealthy relationships, or habits that are detrimental to your growth in your relationship with Jesus. Only you can tell. So hear the Holy Spirit speak to you right now. Obey him. Put your faith in him. God bless you.